Uh, so grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow, what a week it has been. One of our members I was talking to this past week described the events of this past week, particularly the events of this past Wednesday, which was Epiphany, January 6, 2021. They described what happened as heartbreaking. And I have to agree, it was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking to see our nation's capital stormed, Lives taken, and it reminded me there have been a lot of heartbreaking moments the past 10 months. And I have to admit, I've been running it through my mind and thinking, thinking and praying and wondering about our church and about the state of the world, about our sermon series that we started just last week, wondering how all of this comes together. I was watching all the different news channels and reading articles, as I'm sure many of you did. I almost canceled our life group leader Zoom on Wednesday night, but I'm so glad I didn't. Because 20 of us gathered over Zoom. We talked about ministry. We prayed for our church and for our nation. And we talked about God still at work and alive among us. We shared stories of God's work in our life groups at St. John's, and we talked about the Spirit of God working in these environments, using our groups not only to grow together, but also to share Christ with others. It was a great reminder that God's church is still alive right now. But all that mixing together reminded me of our sermon theme this winter of turn the page. Because turning the page means moving to something new, moving away from something and turning the page to something. And to be honest, as I had that theme running through my mind and I'm watching and reading about all that was happening at the Capitol, I was encouraged by the words of one of our former presidents. In fact, I snagged some screenshots of the news and it, it said, well, basically four of our former presidents all came together to make a statement and give messages of hope amid calls for peace. And then one of them stated this, we must reject today's violence. And check this out. Maybe they've been tuning into our sermon series. I don't know. But it said, we must turn the page. We must reject today's violence, turn the page, and move forward together. That's our winter sermon series, Turn Page. And while the words from one of our former presidents are predominantly politically minded and for us as citizens in this government, calling for us as a nation to turn the page from violence and turn the page to move forward together in peace, I think that we can also think about those words. For our life together is God's people. Last week I talked about turning the page from exclusivity to inclusivity, right? The Magi coming to worship Jesus shows that Jesus has included all nations, all people in his mission. This is why we Gentiles are Christians today. And this week the call from a former president of the United States, to move forward together as U.S. citizens could also cause us to think about our dual citizenship. While we are citizens of the United States of America, we have another citizenship as well. In fact, the great Old Testament heroes of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11, who they longed for the day of Jesus to come, they are described as admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. And in verse 16, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. 
Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And St. Paul puts it this way. He says, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. We have dual citizenship. The United States of America in an earthly way, and we have a heavenly citizenship in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And so perhaps as a United States leader calling us to turn the page to move forward together could speak to us not only as United States citizens, but to us as a church. What does it look like for us as citizens in the kingdom of heaven? What does it look like for us to turn the page and move forward together? That word together is huge. It's really important. I mean, it's part of our discipleship mission here at St. John's, right? Connect to God, grow together, and share Christ. Grow together. Turn the page and move forward together. And I think that in order to do that, we have to go down deep to the core of our identity, deeper than our birth country, deeper than our earthly citizenship. we got to go back to God. God turning one of the biggest pages in the history of humanity. We see it happening in our gospel reading this morning. And because this past Wednesday and this past year, we've seen that humanity is broken. Humanity cannot figure it out. We cannot figure it out on our own. We need help from the outside. My friends, it's why we pray, and we're going to pray in a moment. We as Christians, we pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, bring down some of that heavenly kingdom to the earth. Lord, we need some heavenly kingdom, some heavenly governing, some heavenly leading, some heavenly politics, you might say, on earth as in heaven. On earth as in heaven. And when you say those words, it kind of makes you pause. It makes you realize where we've just been just a few weeks ago. We celebrated heaven coming down at Christmas, the incarnation, God with us, Emmanuel, heaven come to earth. As Isaiah said, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And if we're going to move forward together and turn the page toward unity, that's where we've got to start. Because you see, I think, when I think of God coming down to us, I don't think just about Christmas and the birth of Jesus and Emmanuel, but I also think of his baptism in the Jordan by John the Baptist, his cousin. And here's what I mean by this. I remember one summer I was down in San Diego for a couple weeks staying with a family member. And they would drop me off at the, the beach and I would just hang out there by myself for a few hours, half the day, the whole day, whatever. Looking back on it, I mean, I don't even think I was in junior high yet. I was just a young, little, skinny little kid. And I was out there in the water with my Mach 7 SS boogie board. I don't even think I had my Churchill fins yet. Just a little guy. And the surf was getting big. And it was getting rough. And I was pretty far out there, and I, and I couldn't get back in. I was, I was kicking my little legs, and I was coming up short. I'd taken a few beatings on some huge waves, and I was pretty winded. I started to get a little worried. No one was there with me. My family wasn't there on the shore watching out for me. I had no friends out in the water with me, just little old me about to be swept off to Hawaii. I needed someone to save me. You see, what happened was I got caught in a rip current. If you've ever been caught in one of those, you know what it's like. What did I need at that moment? I didn't need some lifeguard watching me from the pier with binoculars, right? 
watching me and just going, that kid's going to drown. I mean, that's helpful in the sense that at least someone could spot me out there, but I needed more than that. And if that laugh guard called the, the tower right by where I was and notified the lifeguard at the tower that I might need help, that would be good, but it wouldn't be enough. And if that lifeguard at the tower grabbed his bullhorn, jumped off the tower, ran to the water's edge and started yelling at me, you're in danger, be careful or you drown, that would not have helped me. Even if he yelled out encouraging words, you got this, you're strong, you just got to swim harder. Even if he gave me information that you're in a ripcorn, you got to swim along the shore and then swim in. That would only help me if I had strength and lungs and the ability to do it and I could hear him. But I was spent and I was small and I was weak and I wasn't going to make it. I was maybe going to turn the page from life to death. The only thing that was going to help me is what actually happened. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a lifeguard was there in the water with his flippers on and his rescue can. And somehow he got a hold of me. He reassured me it was going to be okay. And he was going to get me back to the shore. And that's what he did. I didn't need someone looking down on me and saying, you're going to drown. Or someone give me advice on how not to drown. Or someone yelling at me or even someone encouraging me with words. I needed someone to jump in the turbulent waters and save me. Rescue me. Give me life. Save me from drowning. Save me from death. Turn the page from death to life for me. My friends, that's what God and Jesus Christ did and does. It's the biggest turning the page ever. Our theme verse, Isaiah 43, 19 says, See, I'm doing a new thing. I am making a way. And that way is Jesus. Jesus, Mark chapter 1, verse 1 says, The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. God wasn't going to just sit up in the heavenly realms, up in the heavenly kingdom. He wasn't going to just peer through his binoculars and say, they're all drowning down there. He said, I'm going to come down. And so he sent his son, Jesus, the Messiah. He was born in flesh, Christmas, Emmanuel. But it wasn't enough. Jesus wasn't just going to come down and jump off the tower and stand at the water's edge and yell through his bullhorn at us. He said, I'm jumping in. That's what happened at the beginning of the good news about Jesus. He jumped in the water. John the Baptist was preparing the way for him. And in the wilderness, John was preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him confessing their sins. And they were baptized by John in the Jordan River. All these folks knew they were living in a broken world. And the brokenness wasn't just out there in the news or in the media. It was also in their own hearts. They saw it in their own hearts and lives. And so John's baptism was for broken people who were admitting their brokenness and their need for God and his forgiveness. And then John says in verse 7, he says, After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not even worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And John is talking about his cousin, Jesus. But then something crazy happens. Verse 9, it says, At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. What? Why did Jesus get baptized by John? Jesus was perfect. 
He didn't need it. He didn't need to repent. Those people jumping in the murky waters of the Jordan were all admitting that they were sinful, broken, out of breath, drowning, and in need of a rescuer. Oh, that's why he jumped in. That's what happened. Jesus jumped in the water. God jumped in the waters of repentance and joined together with all humanity and said, I'm here for you, every one of you. I'm going to take on the sins. I'm going to swim in these murky, turbulent waters. I'm going to rescue every single one of you, and I'm going to get you to the shore. I'm here. But to rescue you, I'm going to die doing it. I'm going to drown in your place. As I was thinking about that, I just had this image. I see a sea of humanity on the beach looking out at Jesus drowning for us. Jesus, the Son of God, going out into the desert to be tempted by Satan for us. Jesus going to Jerusalem for us. Jesus going before the corrupt politicians and the power-hungry religious leaders for us. Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane for us, sweating blood for us. Jesus being mocked and ridiculed and tortured and whipped and stripped and beaten and crucified for us. All of that work, that rescuing, that saving, sacrificial love of God work begins when Jesus jumps in the water at his baptism. And down in that water then, verse 10, just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending upon him like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I'm well Please, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all turning the page of history and moving forward together for us, working together for us, so that one day when every one of us would be baptized as Jesus was dying on the cross and crying out, Father, why have you forsaken me? We know it was because Jesus jumped in the water to save us, to get us to the shore, to get us home, so we could hear a voice. A voice giving us identity and purpose and place. A voice not of a president or a government leader. And the voice not on Twitter, but the voice of God himself. Verse 11. Do you see it? A voice came from heaven. That's the place where we're citizens of. A leading and ruling and loving and guiding and fatherly voice saying, you are my son, you are my daughter, you are my child whom I love. I'm proud of you. I'm pleased with you. Jesus drowned in the murky waters of the cross so that we could hear that voice as our own. So that we together could move forward from the violence of sin and move forward together. And not only our identity as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, but also our identity as family, as sisters and brothers, as baptized children of God, baptized not in John's baptism, but in Jesus' baptism, baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. That sounds all good in churchy's language, but how do we do that? How do we move forward in that identity as fellow citizens of heaven, fellow children of God? How do we move forward together? 
How do we turn the page from the disunity among us? How do we turn the page from the hatred among us? How do we turn the page from the elevation of the earthly over the heavenly? How do we turn the page and move forward together? I think that God's way in Jesus makes sense. My friends, there are people all around you in God's family and out of God's family, and they are drowning. They're drowning. And they don't need you to stare at them with the binoculars and, and, and let them drown. They don't need you to shout at them from the bullhorn instructions or even encouragement or even demeaning words or political rhetoric. They need you to jump in the murky, turbulent, dangerous waters. They need you to swim out to them, alongside of them, to be present with them in the storm, to empathize, to listen, to learn, to lament, to sacrifice in humility for them. They need you to reread the pages of their story with them so that you truly know them and love them and you sincerely, deeply desire heaven on earth for them. That, my friends, that is when we can truly turn the page and move forward together.